welcome. It's Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner, and I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for this week's episode, episode six, with Miss Emily Harold. Emily is a passionate ag enthusiast. She showed um, the hogs for years and lives in West Branch, Iowa. She's also shown goats, but been really passionate about taking her stock show experience and moving it forward and making it bigger than where she was at. Meaning if she was going to do something, she's going to do it at the next level. And there's no reason not to. I love talking with Emily. You'll find that Emily and I can be very chatty together. And uh, we had the best conversation of just about what it means to kind of develop yourself and to really allow yourself to just be you and let it unfold. She's had some great mentors in her life, um, not only with the hogs, but with her parents and with her FFA advisor. And I think that that's a really important part of as we learn and grow, uh, that we have the opportunity to have these mentors come with us. The thing that really strikes me in this, she had a pivotal moment when she was 15 about how her brother saw her and she chose to change her life on that one day. It struck me so much when she said that she didn't want to be like that anymore. She wanted to be different. And she chose that day, starting right there that moment, to make the change in her life. I love, too, how she wraps it all up with how she lives her life. And she says, live life like you're in the show ring. Be professional, have some grit, and definitely have some grace. You guys, I can't wait for you to meet Emily. She is a rock star. She's starting out with her fourth year of Iowa State. I cannot wait to see what happens in the next 10 years with her. You guys, have a great week of being a lady in the lead. We'll talk to you soon. previous episodes in this season, please do, but today I am honored, honored <laughs> to be with Ms. Emily Harold from West Branch, right? West Branch. I don't know, it's like, you get down here and is it like West Branch, Cedar Bluff? Across the road is Tipton, but here is West Branch. Tipton is across the road. Yeah. So you went to West Branch. If you lived over there, would you have gone to Tipton? Oh my yep. gosh. Yep. We know we live in an area like that too, where the three school buses drove by. You could have mm-hmm. gone to Anamosa, you could have gone to North Cedar, or... Yep. Same thing for you, huh? West Branch Bear, through and through. Yep. West Branch Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought the colors would look better than, than Tipton's colors, maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> red and black, I guess. I'm not all. partial at all. No, you're not. So we're sitting here today at Emily's barn, the show <laughs> barn. Well, I shouldn't say it's just Emily's. It's the Harold Pig Barn, yeah. right? Yep. And we were, I, I had never been here before. Mm-hmm. So the farm is out here in the middle of the cornfield, five acres. Yep. Your mom and dad bought the place. How old were you guys when you moved down here? We were just recalling that. I think it was, I was 10 years old. So 11 years ago. 11 years yep. ago. So I grew up in primarily town. in town, in West in, Branch. In yep. West Branch. And so yeah. did you guys, so did you move out here and then you built this, um, the show barn mm-hmm. soon, right after you moved out? Well, not exactly. Um, so actually we have our kind of garage of that yeah. way. Um, and so we finished in the lean-to and that was our barn. There were five pins in there uh-huh. and then if we needed to expand we always put up a temporary pin um so we showed out of there for a lot of years um and then we outgrew it yeah. we were tired of running the wheelbarrow through it was a lot of work um not enough space <laughs> yeah, um and so we kind of just threw this plan together for the barn we met with custom builders in tipton um at the time it was rob bonesack that worked for mm-hmm. this um Super, super great guy in the yeah. Cedar County world. Um, and then, so we put it all together. We kind of decided how many pens we wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, my dad was still working from home. Uh-huh. Um, that was when he worked for Cargill, but he worked out of our basement. Um, he didn't want to work in the basement anymore. Uh, not enough natural light down there. So um, we built the barn and then put the office on. Um, and then, of course, we're always forward thinking. So we're thinking, you know, resale value, somebody's going to want the barn. Yeah. Um, and throughout our tours of, of barns across, you know, 
Iowa, Illinois, oh, yeah. you know, anywhere looking at show pigs. We knew that we wanted an office, kind of a drop space, and then the barn. So, yeah, yeah we built this, oh, I, I can't even tell you when. Um, but now that we've thought about it, we maybe should have built it bigger. <laughs> Isn't that the case? That's yeah. always the case. But. And there's always little things you'd like to do differently. Yep. Yeah. I so, know. so when you started 4-H, were you, well, how old were you, 9? I would have been, yeah, nine, 8 or 9. So you started yep. in town? Um, were you living in town, or were you kind of in between? Yeah, so... In, in the fall, we bought this place in November. So okay. in the fall when I started 4-H, yeah, I still lived in town. Um, and then we moved out here, and then we got pigs the following spring. So, yeah, we had moved in, and then actually I started with three pigs in our chicken coop. <laughs> um, so there's <laughs> three awesome. three Dutch doors on our chicken coop. And so we the previous owners had, like, kind of made some chicken pens in there. And then, so we took those out, put pig pens in. Um Looking back, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I, I told my mom, I was like, I don't even remember walking those pigs, um, but I did. Um, you apparently, sure? obviously, you apparently, did. Apparently, there's you pictures of me doing it. it. Oh, that was stage. Those <laughs> um, stage. Right. Yeah. So I had three pigs that year. Um, it was Babe, Cece, and Garfield. Isn't it funny how you remember the first name of your yep. animal? Mine was Lenny and Squiggy. My shoes here <laughs> from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Do okay. You, you no. Oh no, my yeah. gosh. Okay, so Happy Days, which is the Fonz. Okay. Fonzie. Oh gosh, you still don't no, know? No, no. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm going to age myself. Go on, <laughs> back to your pigs. Okay, tell me um, your pigs. Oh, so I yeah. had those those three pigs. Um, Babe and Garfield were white and blue, and then Cece was a belted pig. Um, All barrels or just gilts? Um, Cece and Babe were gilts, and then Garfield was the only boy. I picked more girls than boys. Um, and... I remember like cleaning pens because it was a pain in the butt to do. Um, in our chicken coop, there's a slanted roof, so you. I mean, I was small then, but I still hit my head. Um, and so I, I remember chasing them around the yard to load them up, um, just because we hadn't gone to a show. Yeah, we'd been, I'd been to a jackpot before, um, but yeah, we took them to the county fair, and um, I had kind of no idea what to expect. Right. Um, and then, we encountered some trials when we tried to check in for a county fair. Um, <laughs> it was a learning experience. It always um, is. Yeah, it always yes, is. It but always is. we outgrew the chicken coop and had to move to a barn. So humble beginnings are familiar to me. That's good. Now, you have a brother, Kyle. Yeah. How much younger is he? He is three and a half years younger. So, so he's he, yeah. 17 So now. when you started showing, was he right there along with you? and like, Or were you kind of just really on your own getting started and he was still learning how to ride his bike and do all those fun yeah, things? Yeah, he was being a boy. <laughs> he was, we, we fought a lot in our younger years and my mom will attest to that too. Um, uh, thinking about it, throwing pig whips and... You know, anything you could grab, we were we were feisty with each other. Um, but, no, I mean, he didn't – they were big to yeah. him. He was little. Um, he yeah. would have been – if I was nine, then he would have been, like, five. Yeah, six. five or six. six yeah. Um, so he was really young, and at that age, he was more – like, he cared more about his Legos and yeah. Tonka trucks and watching Ninjago, <laughs> you know, like, all the little things. All the little things that right. make life fun when you're five. Right. So, I mean, but he was still there. He understood what was going on. He didn't really totally pick it up until 4-H became a thing for him. Yeah. Um, you know, but he was there. I mean, yeah. did he love it as much? Probably not because they were big and noisy and yeah. kind of smelly. So. I know. So, I, you know, I remember you starting to show back in the day. And I remember you just being so cute out there with your pigs. And just really, though, being so, not I wouldn't want to say professional because that wasn't it, but really just always kind of a little bit. A little bit above average. Like, we, we knew what we were doing. We were kind of, you know, mm-hmm. learning it and those sort of things. And I remember you come to the fair like that. Do you remember, like, a certain point you're like, this is so fun or this is so different or I really enjoy it? Like, was there a moment like that for you? Or did it just kind of like, these were the expectations of the family and this is just what we did? Well, you know, there's that's kind of a, a twofold question. So yeah. my parents didn't grow up showing livestock. I think my dad showed a couple steers at the county fair, but not, like, the intense we're going to go to national shows. So, I mean, we got to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad worked in the animal nutrition business, so we know how to, how to feed, um, and we know how to take care of livestock, mm-hmm. but we didn't necessarily know how to show them. Um, but he had a lot of great mentors and 
who then mentored me. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't until probably I finished my first year of 4-H. Yeah. Um, I was told if I won the county fair, uh, I would be able to get an iPod because I worked so hard that summer. Um, so I was, and that, that really wasn't a thing that my mom supported, if I remember correctly. I remember, like, I wanted an iPod so bad, but my dad's like, you're not just going to get it. You're going to have to work for right. it. Um, and at the time, you know, you didn't know what, what winning felt like. Right. Or, you know, you won basketball or softball or right. t-ball You've games. You've seen it, but you didn't really, right. like, so you're not, it's you, hard to experience You don't it, know right. what it feels like. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we won the county fair that first year, and then, you know, I, I got my iPod or whatever, and then I was like, well, little nine-year-old me was like, you know, that was, that was fun. I want to do it again next year. So, um, I, I mean, I built the pins up in our original barn with my dad on weekends, and he taught me carpentry and, you know, just, like, how to run a saw, how to run a drill. Like, power yeah. tools are familiar to me, but I mean, it was all the hard work of, okay, if we need to manage health, if we need to manage, mm -hmm. you know, cleaning the barn, and I was still pretty involved in a lot of stuff at that yeah. age. Um, and so my mom had to help, of course. Our yeah. babysitter used to help us pick pens, you know, so all those, like, fun memories. And, it, yeah, it wasn't until after a whole year of being immersed in it, but... We say whole year, but it's really just the March to July time frame. Right. Because that's the pig life yeah. cycle. So that's, Yeah, and that's the season for it. Exactly. Right. I know. So the you know, the podcast is called She Stock Shows. Mm -hmm. And I asked this right out of the gate because I think it's important for our listeners and for you and for me. How do you identify yourself like that? When somebody says, you know, Emily, you stock show. Mm -hmm. What's that mean to you? That I work hard. And I know hard? how to I know how to win graciously and lose graciously. Yeah. Um, you have over the last 12 years, we've had a lot, a lot of opportunities to win uh -huh. and a lot of opportunities to lose, you know, the and, and the balance of that is figuring out how to be gracious and to be like, okay, this was a learning experience. What am I going to do better next time? Mm -hmm. um, I, w I learned very early on how to take feedback from judges, from my parents, from readers, um, and I had to learn how to implement it really fast too. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just falling on deaf ears. You know, if somebody told me you should, you know, try this whip style, you know, walk your pig a little different. Okay. I'll try, I'll try it. it. And yeah. if it doesn't work, then we're going to try the next thing. Um, and so the, the term that she stock shows, it's, I, I learned a lot of grace. I learned a lot of grit. I learned uh -huh. how to be fierce, but also professional. Um, it's just this culmination of characteristics that you want to see on a resume someday, but the way you live it out in the show ring, that's that's your living resume. That's true. I like that mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And tell me, so for our listeners who don't know you, you've, you've been very involved, obviously, in the mm -hmm. pig industry, the hog industry, but you guys also show goats, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just told me you showed chickens. Yeah, I showed chickens. I didn't chickens. know you showed chickens. I showed rabbits. Yeah. You showed rabbits, yeah. too? Yeah. Okay, so for, in 4-H, you showed rabbits and chickens? Yes, ma'am. Um, so it was very early on. I think I did it up until eighth grade. Um, but I wanted to be the individual who showed the, the species. Yeah. Um, and there was a point in time where we considered showing cattle too. Um, but I liked my pigs so much. Um, yeah. So I, I showed it, something to hang my hat on. I, I showed the, I think it was the champion pen of three egg layers at the Cedar County Fair. Like, yes. Yeah. That's so big stuff right it, there. It is big stuff. I'm like, okay, the chicken thing is huge in some counties mm -hmm. like jones county have you yes. ever been up there there's like yes. a thousand head of chickens that come there yeah and, and and cedar county the competition is stiff but you know i i wasn't gonna go buy my birds from breeders i just bought them at the farm store <laughs> um and and they turned out and like i i turned around and i made that a business and i sold eggs when i was in middle school to teachers and my piano teacher and you know just people yeah. in the community so do you still sell eggs no um no our herd has been depleted, so our, our we only have a few. Um, so they're, they're good for baking. Like, they, they suffice for that. But I don't sell any. Um, I sold my business to Kyle when I started my other business. So he started branding it as Kyle's Natural Eggs. But my original, the original corporation name was Emily's Natural Eggs. Um, I didn't, <laughs> didn't turn a lot of volume, but it was really fun. Um, oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Now, did you, yeah. What did you do with the rabbits? Um, so I showed a couple of them. Um, I bought one and then we just got some from breeders, I think down in Muscatine. Mm -hmm. And I went to a couple like rabbit clinics. Um, our biggest learning moment was that we thought we had a boy bunny and his name was Jack. So I actually owned Jack's when we lived in town. Okay. Um, and then we took Jack's to a clinic and we turned, we found out that Jack's was a girl. Um, and then <laughs> it always happens. Like yeah. That. 
I've shown that rabbit sexing thing. It's tricky. Not as easy with pigs. <laughs> like, like pigs, he's like, okay, well, that's pretty obvious. Yes. But chickens and, and rabbits, yeah. So I did that for a short stint. Um, and then, you know, we kind of gotten well-footed in the in the pig industry. Yeah. Um, we made some connections. And then, you know, as a family, we're always like, okay, well, what's the, the thing we can try next? What, yeah. what can we try next? What can we see if we can be good at? Yeah. Um, so we tried goats. It would have been. Five years ago was our first year, mm-hmm. um, and my little brother won the market show with his yes. weather, yes. Hershey. We were re- revisiting that topic um, yesterday, just because we went with Hershey to the best of the best that yeah. we had, mm-hmm. um, and so it was it was a wild experience because you know the first year I showed pigs, I won our county fair. Mm-hmm. The first year we showed goats, we won the goat show, um, and we had some really great mentors, Kaylin and Austin mm-hmm. Howe, and you know they're growing up now, and yes. but they were. They're the same kind of people who work hard. They want to keep good people around right. them. Mm-hmm. And then they were the folks who taught us. So then we've always kept the same mentality of, well, if we're going to learn it, we might as well go teach it to someone else, right. too. So did you mention somebody in goats then? Um, not goats. We've done a lot of pig Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but goats, now that we've got a couple people in the county starting to raise goats, yeah. um, we're hoping it's going to trend that way by... My last show, it will be at Exarbon this fall, and I'll show a goat um, out of one of the does. So I know. I'm, I'm so, excited so excited for you about that because yeah. that goat's pretty good, too. Yes, he is goat. pretty good. <laughs> so we'll Just, see. I know. It's fun to show good ones. Yeah. It's fun to show good ones. It is. If you had to choose from the other species, because this podcast really features on sheep, goats, you know, hogs, and cattle, which is one that you would have liked to have done but you didn't get to do? I always wanted to show a heifer. A heifer? A heifer. Yep. Um... I probably would still want to stick one to this day. Yeah. Um, do we have the facilities for it? No. Um, but that's always you one. You need to find a cow-calf pair that you can, like, be on the, one of the, you know, somebody, okay, we're twinning out there. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs somebody to lead a cow-calf Maybe. pair. I would need a lot of coaching. <laughs> oh, you would not. But, you know, right. you watch it for 12 years, and it's just, the the thing that intrigues, like, intrigues me and my mom the most, we were the most interested in it is that you get one animal and you get one shot. You know, you can have you can have 30 show pigs, no problem, but you can't run a 30-head string show no. cattle and make them all, you know, look at the best and fit the best. So that was always intriguing to me. So if anyone needs a heifer showman, I'll try it. But, you know, maybe that's a in-my-next-life type of thing. <laughs> okay, so project yourself out in 10 years because, you know, your mm-hmm. folks didn't show mm-hmm. livestock, and then you guys jumped into the pig world, mm-hmm. and think of the last 15 years in the pig world for you guys. Right. You know, maybe you, in the next 15 years, your life changes, and you find yourself in a cattle thing, and then you're going to have a little child or a friend who's going to yeah. be like, I want to show a heifer, and you're like, yes, we can one shot so. this thing. I think it'll end up being sheep. Um, oh. I think it'll be sheep, but we'll see. We'll see about have the cattle sh- Well, I've never shown sheep. You've shown goats, so did you do a doe or weather? I can't remember. Did you brace? I've shown both. You shown both. Yep. Okay, so you yep. you can get a brace. Oh yeah, that's the fun part of it. And sheep are, I showed sheep. Oh, they're a lot of work. Too. <laughs> <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> they're exhausting. Yeah. At times. It's a much more and like they're not always friendly and smart like goats. Goats have good personality. Mm-hmm. Hogs have a lot of personality. Cattle, you get a good personality. And sheep. Yep. That's what I've always heard. <laughs> so fun, but it's yeah. not always fun. We'll see. Knock on wood. But I know. It's always it's always All up right. to individual, you know, like growing up and now at the life stage I'm at, I'm twenty one and you know, yeah. thinking about graduating and what the next ten years are gonna be like and you know, I hope and pray that my kids are gonna wanna show someday, but yeah. if not, everyone's got their thing. So yeah, just keeping that mindset. But I'll always be involved. How? I don't know, but I'll know. always be involved. It's tricky. Like you yeah. kinda of think about that, you know, mm-hmm. what what is you know, when you age out of the ring. Right. And you guys really have never taken on production aspects here, right? Do nope. you have sows? Or nope. Do you have any sows? No. Nope. We <laughs> we tried one year, um, COVID year, 2020. Um, my brother bred his spot guilt, um, and that was one of the worst experiences we've ever had. Did she not get bred? Um, did she... she? It stuck. She farrowed them, but we had to farrow at 3 a.m. The vet was out. Um she tried to chomp at her babies. Oh, she would no. like, so we had to, it, I mean, it was COVID. We were all home. Yeah. We all worked from home. I did school from home. Um, and so we'd go out there every few hours and we took shifts and we'd make sure the babies got to nurse, but it was, it was an experience and breeding spots <laughs> is not for the faint of heart. 
But oh my gosh, I didn't know you did that. So you sold yeah. her? Oh yeah, she got shipped. She was she was <laughs> she was not good. But we've had the the opportunity to help Pharaoh and pull yeah. pigs um, at Jim Thompson's in West Branch, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of our guilts have been placed there. So we've had the opportunity to see it, you know, beginning oh, yeah, to yeah, end. Yeah. And you yeah. know, you always walk in the sow room and you hope that your guilts recognize you someday. But we always think they do. Do they? I don't know. I, I can't judge that. But oh, you would think I so. Hope so. I would hope so. I yeah. know. That's too funny. Who would you say, because you mentioned Jim Thompson, mm-hmm. was a big part of your guys' career. Who's been one of your biggest mentors, male, female, that's really, like, helped you mm-hmm. jump to the next level? There's been a lot. Um, we've worked with a lot of really, really good breeders. Really early on, um, it was AJ and Kim Lewis out of Center Point um, with Lewis Genetics. Now they've got three kids of their own, and I've watched them grow up. And I remember when Kim brought um, her two littlest ones when they were born to our barn. I mean, we, we got to hold them and show them the pigs, and um, their oldest was – she's a few years older. She's getting taller than me now. But um, they really helped showmanship in the beginning. Um, and you know, now that we've grown up and they've got kids of their own, that relationship has changed, but they're still people we buy pigs from and, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're thinking about doing this with this one. You know, what do you think? They're always people who are going to give you feedback. So really early on, I mean, they were down here before state fair and, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was probably them too that, you know, helped me feel confident in going in the ring and they always gave good feedback and it wasn't ever mean coaching. It was always you know, yeah, I know. We tried this. Let's try this next time. So yeah, that's good because it, it there is a difference between coming in and just mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I do some coaching myself, and each person you work with is so different, yep. and how they receive that feedback and how you work with them, and you know you, the drive is there. Yep. And it's really fun to work with somebody who has good drive. Yeah. You know, and really yeah. receptive to that, so it's fun. That's yeah. cool. I love that mentorship is so hard, and yet it's so rewarding. And it's just, you know, it, you have to let it all unfold kind of thing. It's yes. It's kind of a fun it's a, kind of thing. It's something that I feel you have to develop over a lot of years. Yeah. Um, you know, we've worked with some showmen that, okay, this is my last year of eligibility. I'm going to show. I'm going to see what happens. Um, and then there's some people who are like, I want to do better. So yeah. we'll have them come out here or we'll meet them at their place and um, kind of work through some stuff and identify, you know, what do you want to do, do yeah. better at? And what can we help with yeah. um, if it's feeding I mean, dad spends a lot of his time on the phone with other people, you know, let's, you know, maybe switch him off at 18 or let's try a different protein or let's try a different supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kyle and I come in with showmanship coaching and we've had some folks tease us that Kyle's the better showman and I'm fine with that because I was the one who coached him. <laughs> like I taught him. I don't yeah. know. What do you think taught him everything you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, oh. that pride of mentorship is probably meant the most yeah. throughout our last 12 so, years. You joined in FFA, right, mm-hmm. when you were a freshman. Mm-hmm. How has that really added another element to, um, you know, just your development as somebody in the stock show industry? Yeah. Because it is a different experience being in FFA and being in 4-H. Yes. I was a full-time 4-H'er, um, didn't really do FFA. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my brothers did, and so I had that experience, and I know a lot about it. But tell me about your experience with FFA. Like, did you just jump in full bore? Yeah. Did you, like, you know start out and like what how was that yeah for you? um so i actually joined ffa our chapter had a discovery program at west branch mm-hmm. um so we got to join as eighth graders oh, um nice. and i attended technically my first um state leadership conference in ames as an eighth grader mm-hmm. um so that was my first time as a delegate i wasn't wearing a blue jacket um but i got to attend a oh like a workshop and it was for other eighth graders it was just strictly Strictly eighth graders. Mm-hmm. We weren't co-mingled with the big kids. Um, the big kids. The big kids, right? The big kids, um, yes. And so having – my dad was state president. Um, I was state FFA president way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll tease me for that later. But um, <laughs> I'm sure – Not that long ago. Not that, that long ago. That okay. Right, okay. right. So, I mean, the, the, the notion of, well, I, I want to be like my dad when I grow up and, and my mom too. And so I was like, well, I'll get involved in FFA. And, and see what happens. Um, so I did, and then freshman year came around, and my advisor was like, I think you need to do the FA, FFA creed, and I, at that time, I was not the person I am now. I, yeah. I hated talking to other people. I really didn't care what anyone else had to think. Um, <laughs> I just, I marched to the own, like, my own beat, yes. um, and I, I really wasn't 
set on being like a good community member <laughs> and okay. a good chapter member and I didn't know the leadership opportunities that were available um and so I competed in the FFA Creed and that was another thing that I was like well if I'm gonna do it I want to be the best at it mm-hmm. um so I advanced from sub districts to districts and I went to state and competed and now it's been so many years I can't even remember how I did but uh, um, can I you still say the Creed um Maybe the first line. <laughs> the first line that everyone knows. Um, That's good. Right. It's hard. To, oh, gosh. It's one of those things of, like, you cannot mess that up. Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah. You can't memorize it wrong. You have to put the right cadences right. in. Because too many people know it. It's like the singing, the national anthem. Exactly. Oh, you cannot mess exactly. that up. I know. Anyways, yeah, so, so you made it through there. Yeah, so then that kind of, you know, it, it sparked my fire. You know, mm-hmm. I had I had the fuel. I was ready. I had the parents who were going to support me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom thoroughly understood FFA because, you know, she came in and, and my dad was involved. And, um, I mean, they were just, they were ready to help me prepare. They, I have videos on my old iPad, many of me practicing the creed. I mean, I would rehearse it and rehearse it. And at the time, like, it probably looked a little crazy. But now I think about the public speaking abilities that I've been able to, you know, develop and continue to work on. Um, yeah, so that set my, my heart on fire for leadership and the ability to, you know, make people feel at home, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like this can be a competitive atmosphere. You can do whatever you want and then Mm -hmm. you can develop whoever you want to be. Um, and so I tried to make that as appealing for as many individuals as possible. Um, so yeah, leadership positions throughout high school. Um, and at the time I was, my senior year, I was president of 4-H, president of FFA, um, I was on the Iowa Swine Jackpot Series Junior Board, um, you know, doing band and yeah. Lord knows what else. Um, no wonder why I was so tired. But, um, <laughs> you know, yep, keeps you out of trouble when yeah. you're tired. That's exactly. What I say. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I mean, my four years in, in FFA, well, and I'm, I'm not done. I'm still yeah. showing FFA, and I'll get my American degree this fall. But nice. the connections that I made, um, I served on nominating committee my senior year of high school, and actually ended up interviewing two of my best friends that I now live with. Isn't um, that awesome? Yeah, and so I got to, you know, proof them first before yeah. I picked them out. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but those opportunities are, you just have to be a yes person. And I wasn't a yes person when I started high school. Um, it took a lot of leadership coaching. Um, I, let a, I read a lot of leadership mm-hmm. books. Um, my dad's got a whole slew of them I can pick through. And um, he kind of served as a, a mentor and my advisor was, she kept up with me and just kept pushing she, me. And, yeah. If I said, hey, I want to do this, she's like, okay, let's go all in. And yeah. she gave me the freedom to do a lot of things, looking back on it. You know, if if I didn't, if I thought this could be better, she gave me the freedom to go make it better. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so many times we, you know, we get a preconceived notion as a mentor, as a teacher, as a coach, even as a parent, to define what we think is the best and then to allow the student or to allow the forger or the effort to really define it for their own. Right. And that's part, I think, of what this platform is about is finding your own um, self in this and owning it. Yeah. And that is, like, so impactful. What you just said is having that opportunity to own it and develop it yourself right. and really come through it on the other end. Yeah. Over the time of the last... You're 21, so I'm just going to say the last 11 years. Forever. <laughs> the last 11 years. Do you think there was a time where you really felt you crank it up? Like, where you really said, I mean, I know you've always been a natural mm-hmm. go-getter, and you've always been an achiever, and you, I mean, that's just self-driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you feel. Yeah. But do you remember a time where you just really cranked it up and, like, was like, okay, I'm really going to focus here and do it? Like, it was it for a show, or was it for a particular style or pig or I mean anything like that do you remember, or do you think it's just been a gradual it was, like, increased line it was probably my my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. um I was I don't know f- 15 mm-hmm. um and I I just decided that I wanted to live a better life I wanted to be kinder I wanted to be nicer um the the whole the whole kind was not something that was innate to me mm-hmm. um I've had to work a lot on empathy Define that and, for me like yeah. was it just for you, does that mean, like, you just weren't a good friend? Maybe you weren't, you just it, weren't supportive of others? Well, what, what does that mean? It was just like, kind? you know, it, my mom and my dad had to do a lot of coaching. You know, I was just a naturally little bit more aggressive, a little more fierce. Yeah. Um, not as nice. Um, and, and the wake-up call for me is when, I don't know how old Kyle was, but I know it's, it's in our attic. And he had to equate our family to a system. Mm-hmm. And he chose to equate our family to a farm. Uh-huh. And he chose a bull for me 
Oh. And and in the description was like always mad and mean. Oh. And so I came home one day and I it was on our fridge. And at the time, like my parents thought it was like you know kind of funny. funny. You know the mean older well, sister. Yeah. yeah. Right. But for me, I was like, oh holy cow! Like this <laughs> is not the impact I want to have. Isn't that, um, isn't that what an what an aha moment mm-hmm. in your life? Mm-hmm. To look at that and then acknowledge it and not be bitter yeah. or resentful or defensive about it, yeah. but to really see it through Kyle's eyes. Yeah. yeah. And at that time, I know I'd had some leadership coaching yeah. before. That, you know, if you want to make a change, you gotta you gotta start today. Yeah. You can't start tomorrow. I mean, you can, but yeah. that's that's progress that you're losing. And so I kind of made that bull my personal brand. Um, I wore a bull necklace for a really long time. It was a you know, yeah. longhorn um, because. That was my reminder to to be kind, to mm-hmm. be nicer, try and give more grace. If you want to expect grace, you have to give grace. Right. Um, and so it was it was that time that I was like, this is not who I want to be. So yeah. I had to work on who I wanted to be, and I'm still working on that. I think oh. I'll work on it till I'm like, I don't know, I'm ninety. Sure. Girlfriend, you're working on it for the rest of your life. People also like, I I look back even at my own self and being fifty one. I put that out there way too much. <laughs> but I'm just you rock it. You rock it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I look back over the last three years, you know, of my life mm-hmm. and how I don't even recognize myself sometimes three yeah. years ago. And I, I mean, being, you know, 48 to 51 and some of the changes that I went through and some choices. And at 15, I think it's just awesome that you were able to really start that process earlier, yeah. you know, and to see yourself and, and be able to say, okay, I'm choosing different. Yep. And that is awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome moment. It was, it was not an easy change. Um, no. because you're consciously training yourself to like, yeah. just give somebody a smile, like yeah. give them a compliment. Did you think your family believed you were going to change or did they kind of doubt you for a bit? Um, cause you know, you hadn't proved, I mean, you kind of had been the yeah. list. Like, well, yeah. I don't think they've ever doubted me. No, no, minute, I mean, yeah. but they, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, when you're, I feel like when your 15 year old comes to you, you know, trying to put myself in their shoes and it's like, I'm not happy with who I am. They're like, dear God, what's going to happen? You know, like <laughs> she's dying for yeah, purple. I yeah, know if I get something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just made a lot of lifestyle cho- choices. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, I was like overweight in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and so I started working out every day. Mm-hmm. I tried to, you know, just be healthier, make conscious choices. And then that was the probably the point in time where I realized a lot of your beauty comes from within. Oh, amen. Say that <laughs> yeah. Again. Say and again. it's yeah. it's not an external thing. I mean, you can change how you look, but if your heart isn't there, it, then like it doesn't matter what you look like. You can radiate happiness in no matter body type or size. And that's right. I mean that's a lot, something I've spent a lot of time on. You know, in mm-hmm. building body confidence and it's okay to look this way. Like. Clothes weren't, clothes were made. You weren't made to fit the clothes. It's okay. Yeah. yeah it's okay. And so, yeah. I mean, that progression and my mom was there to support me. I mean, I would be on the treadmill and then I would get off and then I'd go do all my homework and she'd get on the treadmill again. Yeah. So, you know, it was the, like the, I'm here to support you, but also we're here to work on ourselves as individuals. Yeah. Um, and so like looking back, I mean, I was really young to be making some of those choices, you know? Yeah, but um, again, you had a mentor earlier, you talked about, you know, that your FA yep. manager gave you that opportunity to really be you. Yep. What a gift from your parents to really allow you to be you. Right. And to, I, I don't know if they could have stopped you. They probably not. But they didn't try to, you know, they supported yeah. it, which is exactly. really cool. Tell us about now, like, your student at Iowa State mm-hmm. and in your third year, fourth year. I'll start my fourth year in about a month. Okay, what's yep. your major? So I'm currently majoring in agricultural business, um, and then I have an option in finance and a minor in entrepreneurship. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm a full confession. I was an ag business major. Okay. Yeah. So you're majoring in ag business. Yes. Talk about the entrepreneurship part of yeah. it. Is that, like, something you've always been interested in, creativity well, I So in high school, I ran my own business um, okay. called Natural Pork, and I succeeded a lot through FFA with that. Um, I was star in agribusiness my senior year, and... Got my Iowa degree, and that's how I'm going to get my American degree. Um, but I raised acorn-fed Berkshire pork mm-hmm. out of the, the barn up there. By the chickens. Um, yeah, by the chickens. <laughs> they were maybe co-mingled a few times. Um, that's your secret strategy of exactly, Berkshire. Exactly. We all know that, yeah. <laughs> um, but I had to learn how to market a 
a niche product and mm-hmm. I had to go sell it to restaurants, consumers, people that were like, well, why can't I just buy the bacon off the shelf? I'm like, well, you can, but if you want to try something better, try right. this. Um, and so I went to Iowa State with that. I kind of closed my business per se. Um, September of my freshman year, mm-hmm. I delivered my last pig to Madison, Wisconsin, and I decided I wasn't going to be home. Kyle didn't want to buy it from me, so I said, fine. That's you know, closing. well, you know, that's true. If you're not there, you can't run right. a business. You can't run it. And it's never right. Yeah. I didn't want my my mom have to do all my work for me. So I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll pick it back up after graduation. That's yeah. only four years of my life. I can pick it back up. I've still got all my marketing materials and, um, you know, all that stuff. I know how to sell the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I, you know, going on to campus, I was an ag business and an ag communications major. Um, thought I wanted to do product marketing. Um, and I I kind of realized, I was like, there's not really a, a major for doing, like, ag marketing. You know, I was yeah. like, I want to market show feed, um, you know, do all the, the, the photography, the videography, yeah. you know, that kind of fun stuff. Um, and I still might. You never know. Um, <laughs> but I joined um, the National Ag Marketing <coughs> Association. Um, and I was on the team and we, uh, we selected a product and then we developed a marketing plan for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got some credits out with that. I, I kind of looked at my coursework and it wasn't until last year that I added the entrepreneurship minor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, I've done all these classes. I might as well get the minor too. And yes, make, might as well get the degree. Right. Make yourself more marketable or whatever. And, yeah. um, so I, yeah, I tacked on that minor in finance. I, I like managing money. I like knowing how to manage money. Um, I think in any business, you're going to have to know the finance side of it because if you don't know the finance side, then yeah. everything else goes kaput. Yeah. So I selected those two minors and dropped my ag comm major, um, which is really, I think, an important part because like it, you go in at 18 and, and you don't know. <laughs> I mean, you just, no idea. They kind of funnel you into these bigger, like ag business is a big topic. Yeah. Ag communications is a big topic. Right. That's what it's all about. That's what college is about. Yeah. Trying different things, learning how if you like this or that, right. funneling it down, and then helping define. Yeah. And you know, people are just joking. You can change a major three or four times. Yeah. Yes, probably. Probably. Because you know, there's I, there's so many experiences and yeah. just growing up that happens in college. Oh um, my I was gosh, explaining it yeah. to my little brother. I said, it's not about the coursework that you learn. It's how to do your laundry, do basic things like. Just live grow your, up. Yeah. yeah. Be on your own. Like, yeah. And, you know. Live with other humans. Right. In a dorm. Right. Setting. Everybody needs to live in a dorm <laughs> at least one year. And I, then you can go live someplace else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot of growth experience my first year. And, of course, it looked different because of the pandemic. Yeah. I got kicked out in March and did the rest of my classes online. And mm-hmm. um, at that time, I was working for a company. And then I just moved my, my work online, too. I didn't have to go in the office. So I lived here. But... Yeah, it's been a, a wild few years at Iowa State. I'm really excited for my final year. I've had the opportunity to go on two study abroad programs. Yeah, Portugal. Um, I went to Dubai over Thanksgiving break nice. and then Portugal over spring break. Ah, nice. So I went to the Middle East and to the furthest west country you can get in Europe. So I've got a lot of other countries to cross off my list. I when I was like, I don't know, I think I was probably 14, I set the goal of I want to visit 27 countries by the time I'm 27 because... Because I could, <laughs> and, and then it's a good goal. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. I studied abroad. I took one summer. We went to China, you know, Japan, North Korea. Yeah. Oh, not North Korea, South Korea, um, <laughs> and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And you know, you spend three weeks in China. It's a eye-opening experience. And and in Japan, and we studied pork, and we were on research farms, and you know, and it was places where they'd never seen Americans before. And and I was standing on the Great Wall of China, and. Wow. You know, and you go to Dubai, and you are in one of the the Las Vegas of the, the Middle richest East. places in one of the world, it's, like per capita. Yeah. And you know, figuring that out, and it gives you such a greater sense, yeah. I think, not only of who you can be as a person, but how you can bring the big world back to who right. we are right here. Well, you and just learn, like you learn how to be a global citizen. And you learn how to be a good human. Yeah. I really think, yeah, a really good human. International oh. travel. If keep you travel. Yeah. Keep travel. All the time. Yes. Because the they eat pork everywhere. <laughs> for the <laughs> most part. part. Except for the Middle East. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, they can, you can do your goats there. Then. Yeah. If you do that sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I know. Okay. So tell me, because... I know you've had a lot of accolades and you've done a lot of mm-hmm. different things all over. What's been your favorite show you ever went to? Mm, this is a tough question because 
you know, okay, the favorite one I won at, the favorite one that we had the best pigs at that we thought we were going to do well, or, you know, the best food, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I really love the American Royal. Yeah. Um, just because it's at, it's at a decent time of the year for us, you know, we're involved in row crop farming too, so it doesn't really work out that well, but, um, it's, it's just a smaller show. You're kind of all in one complex. Um, we've taken pigs and goats for a while. We aren't going to go this year, but um, it's just you kind of get in the swing of things with school, and then you're like, all right, see, I'm going to take off for a few days. I'm going to go show stock and, and have a good time in Kansas City. And I always enjoy it. You know, the post-show stuff, Dad yeah. and Kyle and I and whoever else is with mm-hmm. us. Um, and we will go enjoy Kansas City barbecue. And I lived in Kansas City last summer, and, you know, it's just always been one of my favorite cities. It is. It's a cool n- show. I've watched you show in Kansas yeah. City. And, you know, just that ring it, in that environment, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool down there. And it's just tight. It's yeah. tight. It's, it's a tight little area. It's a tight group. Right. I mean, pigs are good. The competition it's, is, is tough. So, yeah. Because you're pulling from a lot of different areas. Yeah. I mean, you can pull from the south, you can pull from the north, west, yeah. east. Everyone can come together and, and show there and it, the atmosphere. I know they're going to move the complex eventually, right? But Yeah, eventually. Um, it's it's just different and you get to hang out and um mm-hmm. i love that i also love exarbon um those facilities are phenomenal um, i love exarbon it's I'm such a it's, it's awesome you okay i'm gonna say about the exarbon because mm-hmm. you guys are outside yeah. i have been there when you guys have put built up sheds to keep yeah. things warm yeah. and i've been there when you guys have like tried to cool them off because it's been so damn yeah. hot yeah and hopefully this year is somewhere in between but yeah we've i remember oh i don't remember when it was it was it was, it was in three, high school. It was like three years ago. Three or four. It was so cold. No. So, so cold. It was just I, so cold. I took my winter coat, and I was freezing, and I was like, I can't imagine how my pigs feel. Yeah. And the, and the hot and cold, the show ring was hot, and then, you know, yeah. the pigs are outside, and you're freezing your butt off out there, and then you go in the ring, and your body's like, what oh, no. is happening? Um, and I think that might have been the year we took goats, so we hung out with goats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, we did. Yeah. We had walking tacos. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. Yeah. I know. All right, tell me your favorite animal it can be any species that you've ever shown name mm, tell us a little bit about it name does it have to be mine or can it be my brother's it can be your brother okay favorite one um we won the commercial guilt show in 2019 at the state fair um with a guilt named dolly oh and everybody needs to have a dolly she we had a kind of a oh a country singer western theme so we had we had dolly and watson and um there's a whole slew of names. Yeah. I've named everything that lives here. Um, so Dolly was just just one who was going to be good from the start. Um, yeah. We had her litter mate um, in, the, in the same pen, and I remember standing there looking at, at Dad, and I was like, we gotta, we got to pick this skill. Like, I just know how to read stock. I did a lot of, of judging in high school and yeah. judged out in Denver and Kansas City and across the state of Iowa, and I, I just know stock. And yeah. I can read feet really well on pigs, and I was like, this one is this one is gonna gonna Go. turn out well, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll go with this one. And then she won, and I was like, well, I told you so, man. Um, told you so. But she told you so. she was she was a big girl when she showed at state fair. Um, but that was the most exciting, the most rewarding. Um, you know, we tie back into the mentorship thing, like watching my little brother out there. I mean, he was pretty little at the time. Yeah. That was twenty nineteen, and um, he drove that little gilt and little as in. Big Mama, three. I think she weighed three sixty-eight or three eighty-six, some combination of those numbers. And Good job. She was. I mean, she rated again. She would have won. <laughs> but I mean, her feet were just put on north and south, and she motored around the ring, and she balanced really well. And you know, was she the most feminine? Meh, probably not. But she has made some really killer, killer babies. Um, and and that's the goal. That's the goal with breeding yeah. stuff. So she's been my favorite. You know, she has a super sweet personality too. Um, she never had a bad day. I mean, she'd get grumpy. These yeah. these pigs. It's when you lot. feed them and you have them as long as you do, yeah. they they get grumpy and you get grumpy with them. But yeah. um, she was just one that you know we always looked forward to walk because she was so easy to drive. That that year we actually did bacon buddies. Yeah. Um, and so we had an individual. Um, his name was Tom. He, he was like forty. Um. But I, I didn't know about Bacon Bunnies until it happened. And um, I was like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll sign up. And we're like, okay, well, what's the pig that's going to walk the best? And, oh, that year we had a, we had a whole slew of them. That, that would have been my senior year. I think we yeah. took 14 head to the state fair. Oh, for the Lord's sake. Um, <laughs> we were yeah. washing pigs. Yeah, we were. And we didn't, didn't walk. We didn't sit down. Yeah. Um, but 
I was like, well, what one, what one should I take? You know, right. we're like, okay, well, what happens if, you know, X, Y, Z, they blow a hawk, they, they take off, they, somebody falls on them, you know, yeah. just the, the, the risk. And we're like, well, we'll take Dolly, you know, yeah. she's just super chill. She'll walk around the ring. Um, yeah. So Dolly got to show essentially twice. She got to show in Bacon Buddies. Aww. Um, and then she went and, and won the grand drive and she's still, I think she's still one of our, our born favorites. Um, we've had quite a few way back. I had a guilt named Daisy. Um, Daisy was the best. Um, and then more recently we've had Sha Daisy, like the band. Um, <laughs> so, so I know that band. Yeah. Sha Daisy's on a, on a cutout in our barn. Um, thanks to our, our friends at Sunglow, but they, there's just some that, that stick with you. Um, mm-hmm. my Yorkshire barrels have always been my favorite. I've got one this year. That's that's just been my favorite. We got a lot of them from early on. They were at Vincent Show Pigs, and mm-hmm. um, they've since stopped breeding. But we've when you pick up Yorkshire barrels, there's they're my mom's favorite. Yeah. Um, this year, I'd have to say our our favorite's Django, um, Dark Cross Barrel from AJ, and um, he's just he's out of one of the gilts that I showed in 2020, and he's just as cute as can be. And we had a discussion last night. Well, like, he can't be cute. He has to be manly. He has to win. And, it's no. like, well, he's cute for me. Cute and handsome go a long way. That's what I'm thinking. I know. Yeah, I know. dark and handsome. But, um, yeah, he's probably the barn favorite. And That's awesome. So, uh, uh, every well, year. Okay, I'm just going to offer up Lenny and Squeaky. <laughs> and then you, so it's Laverne and Shirley and Lenny and Squeaky. <laughs> so and next Squeaky. year, you can look yeah. it up. Well, I'll be aged out, but I'll recommend no, it to can, Kyle. Yeah, tell Kyle. Yeah. He can look up the Happy Days <laughs> cast. And Laverne and Shirley cast. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'll consider it. But I'm willing to sacrifice my names, my name choices. That's, yeah. that's my all sister right. had Laverne and Shirley the heifers. Okay, and I had Lenny and Squeaky the steers. Well, we could do that too. Yes. I don't, we'll see. see. I know. I'm just we'll I'm just see. Up there as I like it. We we always name them after we get them. But you know, if we see them on a sale, we're like, that looks like that one. We have a strict rule in my house: you cannot name anything until you've purchased it. Because in steers, like you said, you only get one or two, yeah. right? And you've gone the pin, and they're like. Oh, it's so cute! It's Cocoa Puff, and you're like, nope, not no. Cocoa Puff. No Cocoa Puff yeah. is not coming home we, with us until you. We've traded quite a few pigs, and so we'll bring them in the barn, and they all get named. Um, I've had some names that I'm like, I really like that name. Um, this year we had two shooters. Um, the original shooter kind of crapped out on us, and then we, well, maybe he got rehomed. I don't know. We've, we've sorted a lot of them, but then shooter who won our county fair. Um, but I was like, I have to have a pig with that name. And this year we've got Cowboy and, and Spirit. And, yeah, so they've all got funny names. All right. They've all got stories. But never Lenny and Squeaky. But never Lenny and Squeaky. Next time. Okay. Maybe our cats. We've got some cats we can name no. up there. No, <laughs> that's not a cat name. <laughs> Emily, no, that's not a cat name. That is pigs or cattle. Cats. Okay, hold it for them. Cross right. my heart. Cool. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. Because I could talk to you literally for hours. <laughs> and I'm really? sure only the people traveling across the state of Iowa who hear this can travel for three hours. We're going to want to listen to it for three hours. Uh, but, yeah. but we always end with rapid fire questions. Okay. This is just to keep you real. I'm ready. All right. Real. Yep. Okay. First of all, celebrity crush. Oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. 100%. Seriously, Ryan Reynolds? But also Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. They're kind of older. Well, yeah. I know. I okay. like older men, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Spirits. All right. Okay. <laughs> I can go for that. I like that. All right. Tell me, what's the music in the barn? Um, whoever gets the ox that day. Okay. If it's dad, it's like the 2000 playlist that we cleaned our house to way back when. Wait, is it country? Um, is it rock? Is oh, it like, it's like um, three doors down and red hot chili peppers and train. and uh, That's where I get my music taste yeah. from. But um, if Kyle and I get it now, it's more red dirt. Depends yes. what we need to get done. We'll throw on some gangster rap or... This gangster rap thing. Okay, everybody interviewed like, it's thug. It's thug. gangster rap. I'm like, all right, I totally mistreat yeah. my children. So I always put them on country. I like like Texas country, red right. dirt. Yeah. I like old school, like 80s, mm-hmm. 90s country. I even like a little early 70s, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. The, no, the I thought work should have come out of the thug. Yep. I missed it. Yep, it gets you cleaning pens real fast. I mean, no wonder why, like, football players and, like, people who need to be jacked up yeah. listen to it. Um, if you listen to it before you go on the ring, you're like... I got this. I got like this. you watched me. Um, yeah. So yeah, some some of that stuff. Um, What's Kyle put on? He just plays a lot of Red Dirt, which is good. Yeah. I I like it. Um, sometimes we listen to Disney. I mean, I used to have a Barn Jams playlist, but stuff evolves. We'll listen to the radio, and we've had pigs that were like, "Oh yeah, they they really like this song." Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like this song. Yeah. All right. Barn yeah. attire. What do you wear to the barn? Oh, flip flop. Oh, okay. This. Um, you go? Uh, a Walmart tank top, some shorts I pulled out of my drawer, 
this summer, so I've, I've worn sandals every year in the barn. People give me crap for it. I take it as is. I hate working in tennis shoes. I hate when my feet get wet. It just grosses me out. So flip flops um, or sandals. This year it happens to be the retired Birkenstocks. Okay. So very nice. They're they're falling apart. If you see me at, at State Fair, these will be well we'll be rocking these. Um, <laughs> anything that I can get dirty and then mom can wash. Um, that's it. We we call it the homeless look. Some people really dress down for the barn well, on weekdays. I've got nobody um, to impress. Yeah. There you I, go. My my dad and my brother and my mom they're like, as long as you're getting your work done, we don't care what you look like so but <laughs> i mean if you're I know. sweating your butt off in the barn you don't want to be wearing a t-shirt sometimes you do when you're 51 you sometimes <laughs> you wear a t-shirt <laughs> well i'll cross that bridge sometimes, when i get to sometimes it sometimes you do <laughs> i'm just putting that out there i'm just saying sometimes we do oh and sometimes you need to wear pants <laughs> sometimes. sometimes but i'm with you i always went i always wore boots but no i was more shorts and boots you yeah know, when you were steers you just to me, it's you too can't risky. wear sandals. Oh stairs. no, there's plenty of people that do, and I'm just like that I, scares me. It scares me too. I can't tell you how many broken toes I've had. Oh, I mean between goats and pigs, I'm like, yeah, it'll heal. Ooh, yep, ouch, it'll heal. Oh, <laughs> I know. All right, well, tell me you last piece of advice. Looking back at yourself at eight, you're getting ready to start, and now here you are, 21. What's that one advice you're going to give yourself that you wish you would have known then? Own it. Just own just it. Just own it. Okay. I mean, growing up in a rural community, people kind of understand what's going on, but there weren't a lot of other kids in my grade that showed stock as competitively as I did. I was gone every weekend, mm-hmm. April to June, showing across the state. Um, and, you know, we've talked before of you're kind of, like, shamed to that. Why? Why? Like, this is this this exceeds a sport. This exceeds a hobby. This is a lifestyle that's teaching me how to work, how to win, how to lose, how to run a tractor. Yeah. I mean how to back up a trailer. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many tears we've had with that, but anyhow, <laughs> I know. it's it's learning the life skills that no other sport, no other hobby, no other recreation can teach you about. Yeah. Just own it. Own it. That's awesome. Oh, Emily, thank you so much <laughs> for being for on this. Me. This is just like so fun to talk to you guys and to just hear your stories and to hear your passions coming through because I, I can feel it. I know it. I know it, I know it too. Um, so I really appreciate you being yeah. here with us. I'm thankful for a platform to share it on. Yeah. There's a lot of cool Me stories. Too. I know. I can't <laughs> wait to keep going. It's going to be so fun. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners for being with us this week on Ladies in the Lead and we look forward to having you back next week. Thanks again, Em. You have a great state fair. Thank you. I'll be out there. I'll see you then. Yeah. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap for another episode of Ladies in the Lead. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner, and we can't wait to see you guys out on the road. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and of course, check us out on Facebook at Joan Garner. We'd love to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.